Here's the only thing I ask of you today. There is a fresh revelation from the Father that is getting ready to fall on this place. The only thing I ask of you today is this. Whatever the Father says to you today, whatever God says to you, whether you're like confused, whether it was, was that God or was that me just thinking that? Let me give you 10 seconds real quick how to understand that. If it is about moving his kingdom and your relationship with him forward, that was the Father. Simple enough. Whatever God says to you this morning, can we just have a handshake agreement that you will do it? That's all I need. Whatever the Father says to you, whatever he brings to the forefront of your mind, that he's wanting to be out of your life or wanting to put into your life. I just want a handshake agreement that you leave this place today and you do it. Fair? Anybody in this room not want to shake my hand? I have lots of hand sanitizer on it. It is cleaner than yours, I promise you. Anybody not want to shake an agreement on this? Just raise your hand. I'm serious. I don't want to waste your time this morning. And we're going to waste time if the Father says something to you. Let me just give you a little insight of where we're getting ready to go. The Lord said to me as preparing for this week, there are a lot of angry people. Did you guys hear that? There are some angry people in this service this morning. And the spirit of anger cannot stand up against the Holy Spirit of God. So your little spirit of anger that rears its ugly head is a little tiny fake foe spirit that has to flee in the name of Jesus. And so here's the deal. If you struggle with anger or bouts of anger. Now listen, I'm not talking about, is Amy Falp in this service? She's, bless her heart, she teaches my little nine-year-old son and and her son was on the video, and we're going to pray for Amy, especially after the service. She has road rage. You remember he told her that car came out, and, and she beat the horn. And I'm not talking about that. That's cute little tiny anger. <laughs> I thought that was awesome. I'm glad they didn't interview Lincoln, my nine-year-old son. He'd have gone way off of Mother's Day and said, well, my dad does this. So here's the deal. We all shook Man to man, man to woman, whatever the Father says to you, this morning, you leave and you do it. Cool. Go turn with me to Numbers. It's an Old Testament book. It's way in the very beginning. Uh, Here's how I remember the first five books. It's called the Pentateuch, I think. Um, It is. Jail Indy, Jail Indy, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. I have to remember things like that, all right? I remember Galatians, Ephesians, uh, Philippians, Colossians. It's General Electric Power Company, I think it is. I, that's the way I have to remember things. All right? Galatians, Ephesians. That's some of you, that's the only thing you're going to take from this morning's message. I've never been able to remember the first five books of the Bible, but now I got it. JLND, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, um, Numbers, Deuteronomy. See? Pressure. Numbers, numbers, let's get to numbers, man. Um, there's different people in this room this morning. There's going to be different things you're going to take away. I have about 10 messages that I could preach out of this 13th and 14th chapter of numbers this morning. 
I'm going to hit a couple of the highlights and maybe the Lord will allow me in later weeks to go back and teach some of this stuff. I'm going to be teaching some to our staff on the very first part of chapter 13. And and what I want you to understand is uh, the promised land. The Israelites were held captive. They were slaves in what country? In what? Say it louder. I can't hear you. Egypt. They were held captive in Egypt. They have broken free. (coughs) Moses led them out. They had to go through what kind of sea? Hint, it was a color. The Red Sea. You guys have got this. So they go through the Red Sea. They're out into this place now. They're in this place and they're waiting to go to the promised land. Everybody heard about the promised land before? Moses is getting ready to try to lead them to the promised land. And that's where we pick up here. And in chapter 13, I don't know if all these verses are going to be on the screen. If you have your phone or your Bible, you can follow along. The first verse of Numbers chapter 13 says, The Lord said to Moses, send some men to explore the land of Canaan, which I am giving to the Israelites. From each ancestral tribe, send one of its leaders. Verse 3 says, So at the Lord's command, Moses sent them out from the desert of Paran. I I make these words up. Some people, they say, in the Old Testament, I can't pronounce their names. Well, can I tell you, when you get to heaven, God is not going to give you a test to see if you can pronounce all these names right. He's going to ask you about one name, and it's Jesus, all right? They sent them out from the desert of Paran, Paran, however you want to say it. All of them, listen to this, leaders, bosses, people who manage people. It says here, all of them were leaders of the Israelites. And this is very, very important to understand and notice. If you write in your Bible, underline that, if you lead people. I need you to go and study this next chapter, 13. Because I just wrote in the notes here, and this is not where I'm going this morning, but if you lead people, you are either going to lead them forward or you are going to lead them backwards. You don't have any in between. I've heard this story a hundred times. But I don't think I've ever focused on the fact that the spies that were sent out to go spy on the promised land that God was giving the Israelites. I'm not sure I've ever noticed the fact that those were the top of the top. These were leaders among leaders. These weren't just your average Joes going to gather up some other friends of theirs and go spy on the land. These are leaders. And as I look across this room from right to left, I see leaders. And this isn't a leadership talk this morning, but I want you to know if you go and study this, you're going to see that there were 12 men, 12 leaders who went and spied on the promised land. Those 12 men saw the very same thing, but only two men came back. And gave a positive vision of what they saw. The other ten who saw the very same thing. They came back and said, 
<laughs> yeah, Moses, we did what you wanted us to do. But Moses, I'm going to tell you, man, listen, here's why we should not go to the promised land. It's, it's, those guys are big and strong. They're going to devour us. Oh, yeah, it's good. It has milk and honey. But Moses, there's no way we can go take that land. And so if you're a leader in this room, and this is all I'm going to say, you're either leading the people that you're leading forward or you're leading them backwards. The voice of 10 leaders caused every one of those Israelites, I think age 20 and above, you can go look at, look, go study it yourself. The voices of those 10 leaders caused everyone 20 years and older to never see the promised land. Hey, leaders, you're either leading people forward or you're leading them backwards. That's one message. I'm not going to speak anymore about that. These 12 spies go out to the promised land. I love this. Here's another message that I'm not going to speak on this morning, but I just want to let you see this real quick. Uh, They go out and they spy on the land. And it says, I'm in chapter 13, verse 23. Look at this. Look at this. When they reached the valley of Eskal, sounded good to me, they cut off a branch bearing a single cluster of grapes. I love this. Do you see this? I know I'm visual, and so I see this pretty easily, but I want to paint this picture for you. It says they cut off a single cluster of grapes. Two of them carried it on a pole between them. Now, I don't know if you guys have been to the grocery store lately, but have you ever had to have help carrying out your grapes? No. This is the land that the Father has promised them. Some of us read this and we see a cluster and we stop there. You see a cluster when you take an inventory of life. And so right now what I want you to do is I want you to take a few seconds and I want you to take an inventory of right now in your life. And what do you see? What is it that you see when you take an inventory of your life? What do you see? Because I promise you what you see will dictate what you do next. These spies go out. They all see the same thing, but they react totally different. I love this one verse. So they have the cluster of grapes. Two of them carried it on a pole between them along with some pomegranates and figs. That place was called the Valley of Eskal because of the cluster of grapes the Israelites cut off there. Listen to this, verse 25, at the end of 40 days, they returned from exploring the land. 
that came back to Moses and Aaron, the whole Israelite community at Kadesh in the desert of Paran, Paran. There they reported to them and to the whole assembly and they showed them the fruit of the land. Let me stop there. If those spies would have just stopped right there, I believe generations would have been able to inherit the promised land. If they would have kept their mouth shut and just showed the whole assembly their fruit. If they would have just kept quiet and said, here's the fruit. And I'm not preaching on this either. But for some of us in this room, Pastor Bradley led a devotional over in Haiti the first day and and he said this. I don't know if it was original with him or he stole it from somebody, but he said, you know, we have two ears and one mouth for a reason. We have two ears and one mouth for a reason. Then he added some scripture in James that said, be quick to listen and slow to speak. I think that scripture right there that I just read to you, they showed them the fruit of the land. Some of us in this place, Get ourselves into the trouble that we're in because of our mouth. And what I'm going to ask you to do is remember that you have two ears and one mouth. And for the followers of Jesus in this room, can I tell you that we live in a day and age where people don't really care what you have to say. They just want to see your fruit. And so followers of Jesus in this room, could you do me a favor? Because literally, I believe God's called us to change this community and way beyond. Hey, Christ followers, would you please show this community your fruit and just stop there? Show them your fruit. Have you ever heard the old saying, actions? Speak louder than words. See, if these guys would have just stopped at showing the cluster of grapes and pomegranates, I was studying this scripture for about three weeks. I didn't even realize pomegranates were in the Bible. And I know all you guys know that. You know, back in Leviticus chapter 14, verse 23, that's where it's other mentioned. I don't know, I just made that up. If they'd have just stopped at showing the fruit, generations would have gone into the promised land. But look at that next word in the next verse. It says, but. It said that it, they, they, they showed them the fruit. In verse 28, it says, but the people who live there are powerful. Okay, so here's where we're going this morning for just a few minutes. What do you see? When you take that inventory of your life, what do you see? I want you to hold it out here in your hand. Go ahead. You can do it. It's weird. I know, but I'm weird. What do you see? I'm just going to tell you this. I have a 13 year old daughter. (laughs) That's all I'm going to (laughs) say. 
And she's beautiful and she knows him. <laughs> so what do you see? Nobody's holding their hand out like I am. Thank you. Listen, let's be honest. Can you tell me what do you see? Just shout it out. You see his blessings? Okay. What do you, you have? A, okay, so you guys are going that way on me. Listen, y'all have not been to Hope City long enough then because this is a place. I want to hear, like, so here, here, like, here's that $750 doctor bill that just for some reason came in the mail. Here is that individual that is constantly being negative. Listen, I'm going here. Here is my spouse who does not like me. Here is a job. Now listen, I'm not talking about myself when I say this next one. Here is the job that I hate going to every day. Here is the sickness. Here is the doctor's report. Here it is. right here okay so none of those here's the sin that I and God only know about here is the addiction that I cannot break what are you seeing these are realities right here These are realities. Right here is reality. Here's where we're going for just the next few minutes. If you are seen in the flesh, your decisions, your reactions, your next steps, your attitude, your language will always be controlled by this. This will control you. If you are seen in the flesh, you will never look beyond the fact that the people of the land are giants and they are going to devour us. We look like grasshoppers in their eyes. We will never see the promise because of we see the giants. If we look with our fleshly eyes, we will never see beyond the giants and to the promise. Do you understand that every single one of you, listen, whether you are a Christian or not, the Father has a promise for you, For those of you who are not yet Christ followers, your first promise is that Jesus loves you and that he died for you. And then there are unbelievable countless promises after that. If you are seen with your flesh, you are always going to see the negative. But if you are seen with the spirit If you are seen with new eyes, 
you will be able to acknowledge that there is this, but you will always be able to see the promise beyond the giant. You know what I call that? Hope. Can I tell you, not until we get to heaven will everything work out and be perfect. Not until these bodies are glorified will everything be perfect and work out. Not until we get to heaven. But I can tell you that we can experience heaven here on this earth when we see things through a spirit that is given to us from the Father. I can look at this and it is very, very hurtful. I can look at this, but knowing because I have hope and I see things differently than the world sees around me, I see beyond this and I see the Father's promises. And some of us in this room have been looking for years with a fleshly eye and we've constantly focused on this. No wonder we're negative. No wonder we're hateful. No wonder, and I say this with as much love as I can muster, no one else wants to be around you. Today that changes. Because there is a spirit that is in this room that is wanting to consume your life. And his name is Holy Spirit. So this story, and you got to go read it for yourself because it's amazing. This is what I want you to take away from this place today. Not one of them. I'm in chapter 14, verse 23. Because those poor leaders had negative attitudes, they saw in the flesh, they saw the problems instead of the promise. Verse 23 of chapter 14, not one of them will ever see the land I promised on oath to their fathers. No one who has treated me with contempt will ever see it. Verse 24, but because my servant Caleb, and this is it, don't miss this. Because my servant Caleb has a different spirit. My servant Caleb has a different spirit. He has a spirit. And notice in the scripture, a little teaching, that this is written with a lowercase s. This is not big as Holy Spirit. This is saying Caleb has a spirit. You all have a spirit. What he is saying here is Caleb has a spirit just like you that communes with the Holy Spirit. Spirit communes with the Holy Spirit. You see, if we're seeing with the flesh, we'll never see the promises. We have to. To see through the Spirit. If we're ever going to walk out of here and see His promises. There's a passage of Scripture, and maybe it's going to show up on the screen. I think it is. 1 John chapter 4, verse 4. What if I told you that was true? What if I told you, even though you've been consumed by this and you can't see anything else, what if I told you that that scripture right there was true? Does that change anything in your thought process? Does that change anything in the way you get up out of your seat and leave this place and operate this upcoming week? This guy by the name of John who literally wrote this, he wrote it down on a piece of paper. 
He was inspired by the same spirit that Caleb communed with. Now, Caleb and this John lived in totally different time periods. But it was the same Holy Spirit that caused Caleb to see the promise. It's the same Holy Spirit that caused this man to write on a piece of leather or something these very words. He said this. He said, the one who lives in you. Isn't that what he says? The one who is in you is greater. Listen to this. He is greater than the one who lives in the world. That's got to guide our life, brothers and sisters. Christ followers. Listen, these, I wish I could say they weren't always going to be there, but I would be lying to you if I did. But because my father is so much greater than this, I get the choice to look beyond it and see the promise.